Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 3 of the World with Nate podcast. I'm your host, Nate Allison. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Mattress by Appointment Cedar Falls. It's this easy. Call or text Mattress by Appointment to set up your appointment. Find your perfect mattress. If you need it, financing can be available. Take that same bed home that same day. It's that easy. No tricks. Thank you, Katie, for supporting this local podcast. So this guest was referred to me by one of my good friends, Nick Cool. He had nothing but amazing things to say about him. And once I started to uncover what he's about, I freaking love it. I love what you're doing. Nick Wallace, co-founder and chief farmer of 99 Counties. Welcome to the World with Nate podcast. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Hell yeah. So 99 Counties, will you elaborate a little bit about what your current mission with that is and then yep. how you got into farming? Absolutely. Farming started way back when I was a little kid. My dad was a farmer up until the mid-80s, if you're old enough to remember that. Um, there was a, an interest rate crisis in the mid-80s where a farmer, my dad, was taking out loans at 6%, you know, which seems high now, but that was you know, a, a normal, normal interest rate. And then within a few years, it was 22% Wow! on lines of credit for farmers. We think farmers. it's bad right now. <laughs> yeah. So if you had yeah. money to, to draw interest, you were, you were raking it in. If yeah. you were a business or a farmer trying to work with an operating loan of 22%. Impossible. Good luck. Yeah. So he, uh, he got out of farming, stayed in the seed business and, and stayed in kind of the industry. But, you know, we, a lot, like I think half of Iowa farmers, that was when American Need Farmers with Willie Nelson and that whole thing came. Yep. That was that crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, a large yeah. proponent of farmers got out because Oh, yeah. Of it. It, it gutted. It gutted Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the 80s. I, I was, you know, eight, nine years old when, you know, my parents are like, hey, we've got, you know, dad's got to quit farming, lost the farm, got to move houses, you know. Is that it pretty was, vivid for oh, you? Oh, I can remember the couch fabric in the basement when my mom was telling us this in tears. Makes my skin crawl. Yeah, right? So yeah. when you're nine, you don't forget that stuff. You know, yeah. my brother was in high school and, you know, my sister was uh, in Grew up school. all your lives on the farm. I grew up in Strawberry Point. Oh, okay. I'm uh, familiar. <laughs> just on the edge of town, right okay. by the ball field. All right. And dad had three farms, like, you know, so easily accessible. Yeah. So I was kind of like a town kid, but I had... But a farm But kid. I had, like, some of the farm life where I'd go out and we'd, you know, have dairy, uh, milking calves, like yeah. bottle calves, yeah. and I'd ride with them and, and do strawberries stuff. And yeah. strawberries, no... Metropolitan. Either. Oh, Strawberry Point is fifteen hundred people. <laughs> it was like the town. best. It was like uh, you know Norman Rockwell, like, perfect you place. Know, just like idyllic. I'd ride my bike to the pool. I don't remember having like anybody watching me. No, like, most of my life it would yeah. be like the the six o'clock whistle. You better get your <laughs> get ass <on>. home. And <laughs> yeah. it was like wow. And then after you know race through dinner and like back out to play wiffle ball, go to the pool or yeah. play ball. It yeah. was just like. It was amazing. Yeah. So that uh that small town community feel is what everybody dreams of, right? It is. Heck it's, yeah. It's the magic. Heck yeah. So you say <clears throat> your dad got out because of, of the crisis, but yeah. he stayed within selling he seed. He did. He, he worked, uh, he, he had his own business selling uh, cleaning seed. I remember going to Detroit to pick up a seed cleaner. And I mean, it was like, uh, you know, he was always an entrepreneur, still is. Okay. And um yeah, he did. He did his own seed business for a while, and then he joined another inter, big international seed company and started uh, the Midwest territory that they didn't have a gotcha. They have a presence here. <clears throat> he built uh, he built that up to be like the largest department, uh, uh, you know, section of their company yeah. in a matter of like seven eight years. So entrepreneurial, yeah, you yeah, might have caught yeah. some of that from him, huh? Yeah, yep, <laughs> that's yep, awesome. For sure. <clears throat> my voice is I'm I, I'm fasting right now. Oh, so nice! My voice is like yeah, Leaving changing. It. Hopefully, so it doesn't. I'm on day three of, of no eating. So oh we'll wow! See. Yeah, man. So How I'm, long is the fast? I don't know. I might break it today. I didn't feel very good. Three last days night. is quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel with clarity? You really feel pretty good. clear. Yeah, yeah. That's like what during I heard. The day. Yeah. And then when I, you know, made dinner for my kids, I'm like, this is smelling. This it. is awful. Yeah. I made them like really good, like sous vide, like chicken, uh, chicken legs and Hell roasted yeah. them. And bad yeah. to make that while you're no. fasting. And I'm like, what am I doing? So I was, I, I think I was purging the toxins pretty hard last night. Yeah. So, and I have a sauna in my bathroom. So I was, you know, I've been trying to sweat it out. But the holistic I, approach. I try to fat, do a pretty, pretty intense fast once a year. Okay. And I, I just do it because I, I need to 
challenge myself. Yeah, I love like it. Like mind over matter. I love it. I don't always win the mind over matters, but sometimes I. <laughs> it's good to, I, to lean into those. I rock things. it. Oh, yeah. I fucking get after it. And <laughs> then that. I'm like, and then I, you know, I fall off the wagon. It's dragging me yeah. for miles. And then I get back on it. So. That's an important piece. You know, you can fall off the wagon. You just got to get back on. You got to get back on. Man. Yeah. Yep. So right now I'm in a program. Um, it's a religious theme program, Exodus 90. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it okay. has two days of fasting yeah. built inside the week. And it, someday, sometimes it gets tough, you know, when you're smelling those awesome things that you're yeah, making right? for your kids yeah, yeah. and you're like, shit, I can't But eat it's, uh, you know, fasting has got a long so history. Much. Yeah. And what it does is, you know, not that we have to talk about fasting. But, um, <laughs> Didn't expect it to go here when it, we're talking about yeah, food. <laughs> right. Because I'm like, my voice is just <clears throat> cracking the last three days. But it's your body healing. You know, you don't ha- you, your body doesn't have to uh, use energy to digest food, which is a big portion of it because we're, you know, we're always kind of eating. Mm-hmm. Right. In um, today's culture. Yeah. When it's so readily accessible. Yeah, And sometimes it's good food and sometimes it's not. Yes. And sometimes it's alcohol and whatever. Right. But um, when you eliminate that, your body has all of its energy to put towards healing and to fix clearing out the shit and, you Absolutely. know, you know purging cells and creating new ones and yeah so things that you don't force upon yourself in everyday american life yeah yeah absolutely so at the very beginning what does your farming look like your dad started got out yep sold seed corn yep you're back in now my journey is i grew up in strawberry point i graduate from starmont high school I was really good at sports, you know, small town. All I did was play sports. There wasn't phones and, yeah. you know, I wasn't very good at video games and my parents didn't love us having them. Yeah. Um, so I was really good at sports. So I went to University of Dubuque and I got to play baseball and oh, basketball yeah. my freshman year. Wow, amazing. very cool. Uh, found out I was really short and couldn't rebound <laughs> or play defense, but I could still shoot. But that was, you know, you got to have more yeah. than one yep. skill in, in college, college versus high school. Hell yeah. So I uh, stuck with baseball and then I moved out to Oregon. That's when my dad took that seed job for that big, bigger company and followed them out there. Didn't live with them, but they were based in uh, Oregon and Corvallis. And I went to summer school, played uh, some summer and got a scholarship to play at a JUCO college out there and played baseball for another year. And then um, that's when I was di- – uh, it wasn't diagnosed yet, but tumors were starting, right? So I was developing tumors in my right arm, and I couldn't pitch anymore. I, I couldn't heal. So my so- sophomore year was my last year for baseball. I just couldn't hardly throw anymore. Moved back to Iowa, University of Iowa. That's when I the fatigue set in and you know symptoms and so I went and got you checked instantly out. knew something was wrong. I would go to I was actually studying, believe it or not. Uh, I'd go to the library and I'd fall asleep every time I'd go to the library. And I'm like, what the hell? Something's going and on. And then I had a huge lumper in my right arm. And so my mom's like, go get it checked out. So I went to student health and she looked at it two seconds. She's like, I'm gonna send you up to the university and get looked. She knew. She knew it was Hodgkins. So Damn. Hodgkins lymphoma and how for males. I was 19, 1920, yeah. Yep. So went up there and they're like, oh, we're going to do a biopsy. I'm like, all right, what, what the hell is a biopsy? Just kind of absent of what was actually going on at that young of an age? Yeah. Or? I, yeah just like yeah. you don't know what you're, you're playing college sports six months prior. Healthy as hell. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, my arm hurts. And then, you know, you move schools and Iowa City was great. You yeah. know, and I'm partying and having <laughs> fun. And I was going, I was playing hard and working hard too. Yeah. So I had a job. I was going to school and I was, uh, I was, yeah, I was playing. So, yeah, um, yeah then they're like, oh, you have uh, you have cancer. And then they're like, oh, we're going to need to see how deep, you know, we need to do exploratory. We think it's in your, you know, your organs too. So they opened me up, gut me like a fish. And then, oh, your spleen Damn, shot. They yank your spleen. Kid. I go, to, you know, and I'm in the hospital. There, there's a whole story of that. Like they didn't get my uh, epidural in. So I didn't have, after uh, I had uh May you know, gut me up. Yeah, I didn't have any of the. I had ten percent of my pain meds the whole first night. I was like hallucinating. I mean, I thought I was going. I thought I was dying to die. And the night nurse, I don't know what she was doing. Like not paying attention. I don't know. Like my, they came in in the morning. My blood pressure was like. I mean, they're, they're, all the doctors are like, holy, uh, the, like, are you, are you in pain? And I'm like, uh, you know, yeah, can't even like speak. can't even, yeah. And they're like, and they give you the the, yep, the ID button, one button and it's like, yeah. So we survived that. I mean, I've got three actually near death experiences in my life. Another podcast, <laughs> yeah, another but, episode uh, for the near death. Yeah, yeah. So I do that <clears throat> as I a finished, young kid to overcome cancer. 
Do you uh, do you think about that a lot now? You've put some years behind you. I had a dream. So when you fast, you have very vivid dreams. Okay. I had a dream last night, pretty heavy, it revolving around cancer and tests and huh. weird. But I was more at peace at, than I had like previous cancer dreams. Yeah. But it doesn't come up much because it's been 20, years 20, I'm 45. It's been 25 years. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I, I do six months of uh, chemotherapy, which was a whole... I mean, oh man, you know, they, it's literally kills you. They, yeah. they just hope that the tumors you die before you die. It. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, and um, it's almost barbaric. Like that, that's a whole other podcast the, too. The pain. Uh, Chemotherapy is barbaric. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't. There's now that I'm a little more older and cognizant enlightened, of yeah, what's actually going on. Yeah, I think there's uh, there's better therapies. Yeah, I do. But that's yeah. As yeah. somebody who's overcome it, yeah. you're fully capable of having that space to speak on yeah. that. Yeah, there's you know. there's better therapies. Yeah, yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. I mean, I think the world's becoming more enlightened. Today. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I uh, I finished college barely. I do have the diploma, mom. <laughs> I, I promise. Barely. She still's like, I don't know. Are you sure? I'm like, Are you I, sure I, you I gradu- got through? I graduated. Nick? And um, I didn't want to go to the ceremony because I'm like, I'm not going to sit there for four hours. I don't give a shit. Waste of time. She's yeah. like, I just need the paper. That's why she's like, wait a minute. Did you graduate? I'm like, I graduated. <laughs> and uh, went and did in corporate insurance brokering in Chicago for three years. Oh, wow. Lived by Wrigley. It was it was amazing. I've had but a good experience as a young cat. <laughs> it was amazing. But in a city of 7 million at the time, 20 years ago, I never felt so alone in my life. Which is wild to hear, it's, right? You're surrounded by all these people and noise and this, and I just was so lonely. Yeah. And because I, you know, I hadn't found my person yet. I just, you know, I had a couple guys that I lived with, and we partied all the, you know, nothing deep. But it, yeah, it was just, yeah. Uh, so, but it was, you know, loved it and hated it. Traffic, you know, I'm yeah. chain smoking, being, Hamel lights, being drinking from coffee. Small town strawberry. That's yeah. a culture shock. Oh going man, to I remember. I thought that first time I moved, out, I'm like, oh man, like. This is it. This is so awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, the uh, blooms off the rose. You're like, oh, shit. Like, this is a grind. Like, yeah. who wants to sit in traffic? And I just, yeah. It yeah. Was, my tuning fork was off, right? Yeah. So then I go from there to the uh, mountains of Colorado, Keystone. Yeah. I'm very Breckenridge, familiar with the area. Yeah. Lake Dillon. Yeah. I lived on Lake Dillon. I went to culinary school there, a European-style apprenticeship. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I So I cooked uh, for work. Because you rotate through all the the restaurants in the Area. Vale Resorts, Kay. right, at Keystone. Yeah. So every six months you move to a new restaurant. For experience? Yeah. And then you go and get your skill sets checked off by your chef. And then you go to school on Mondays. Now, these and chefs you, are like world class. Yeah, these are like, yeah. I mean, these guys are. Gordon Ramsay type Well, people. yeah. I mean, versions. <laughs> yeah. Versions. Better. May, maybe the JV, right? Okay. But they're still like. Yeah. They they can knock out a pretty awesome meal, Hell right? yeah. and they're like kind of dicks, you know. And they, it's intense. Uh, they um, want a certain quality out of the people they're putting through there. Yeah, that's just a pressure cooker, you know, because you yeah. have to, because you got to spit out the ones that don't, you know, yeah, that don't yeah, make they it. can't make it. So I'm I get a five mountain free ski pass. So we're bombing runs at night at Keystone, <laughs> maybe particularly indulging in adult things mm-hmm. while we're doing this. At we're your all age, single, I'm sure of it. right? Yeah. yeah. And um, learning how to cook, and um, I did that for a year, and my tuning fork was off again because it was a three-year program. But there was no uh, there was no women up there. They were all lived in Denver. I didn't have any money. Yeah. I was gonna become a miserable, you know, <laughs> drug or alcoholic. Yeah, uh, that's how you felt when you were there. It just this ain't it. It was it was beautiful, but it was also just it wasn't right. And yeah. so. Um, so I kind of was like, and it wasn't like rock bottom, but I was just like, man, I, I, I don't know what to do. And so we had started Wallace Farms, believe it or not. My dad and my sister-in-law, st- we kind of started the family business while I was in Chicago the last year. And then when I moved out to Colorado, it kind of was picking up a little bit. Like my sister-in-law was trying to do deliveries in Chicago. My dad was trying to do stuff, you know, sales. And he had a full-time job. So it was percolating. And we knew that grass-fed beef, like Wallace Farms started as grass-fed beef. Okay. So just as a precursor, Wallace Farms was the precursor that was to 99 nine, Wallace Farms was the, the foundation for the business for the last 20 years. Okay. I built that thing f- when I came back from Colorado <clears throat> to Des Moines and then eventually back to 
the, the farm and yeah. you know, all of that was Wallace Farms okay. for 20 years. I hand-packed and delivered boxes to everybody in Iowa and Chicagoland yeah. for 20 years. Grass-fed beef was gra- Grass-fed and grass-finished beef. So no no feedlots, no starch, no corn, no grains, right? Like they, we don't – we're just – they're natural diet. They're ruminant animals. They're designed – Explain to, that. They're, that the, a mean? ruminant animal is got four chambers and okay. those – Cows and sheep and, you know, a little bit of goats and horses, those are ruminant animals. They're designed to eat forages and grasses, and they have a way to digest them and burn the energy and make meat and uh, milk and fat. From eating that diet. Yeah, bison. You know, they're, they're, they're not designed to eat grains in a trough. In a feedlot. So why has the industry made that so readily readily available? Money, and 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 uh, capital. They're making widgets, so it's easy to do, easier. Yeah. Right. Like bring them on a bigger scale. Yeah. Scale it up. Yeah. Uh, Corporations can can be have a consistent product, a consistent price, a consistent supply chain, and feed feed the masses. Yeah. Yeah. And feedlots didn't really start till the sixties. And you were doing something different from that. We are doing the 180 where we're leaving the, the, the cow, uh, the beef. You know, the cow is just the mom, right? Um, so the steers and heifers, the offspring of the cow, are grazing grass and forages. And when we do bring like today, you know, the grass isn't growing. Right. I put up, <clears throat> put up hay in the summer. Okay. And different forages, and sometimes we wrap it and ferment it and do some creative stuff. Oh wow! And and, uh, <laughs> and we grow corn without the starch, right? Without the ear. Of, imagine an ear of corn, okay. or a stalk of corn yes. without the ear. And without the without corn. the without the the yeah, yeah. the ear of corn the husk the, at, in the middle. I'm top. sorry, I'm so ignorant. Yeah, no, some well, of these no, terms. it's fine. I'm yeah, an yeah. Iowa guy, so you. So think, imagine you know. a field of corn without you know yeah. running the combine through to take the corn out. You would just run the the mower down or the chopper and put all of that in a bag and ferment it like sauerkraut, you know, cabbage becomes sauerkraut yeah, and forage sorghum or hay or clover becomes gotcha. fermented uh, silage or baleage. And now so how, in the winter cattle are eating that and they, they love it. They how does it. that benefit them instead of the, what we spoke about? There. Instead of the corn? Yeah. S- well, silage. Or- so, <clears throat> Imagine if I equate this to humans. Um, uh, imagine having a diet where you only eat bread okay. or white bread and and cookies and and uh, candies and lots of carbs, lots of sugar, all carbs. Yeah. If you ate all carbs, probably feel pretty fat well, and pretty slow. Look at look at where the country's at. <laughs> you know the three white devils, right? Yeah. White yeah. flour, white sugar, sure. white white dairy. Yeah. And it's all just toxic and um there is good bread sourdoughs fermented right okay and and dairy can come from like hansen's yeah hansen's dairy yep yep, around here amazing family doing it right right their their cattle still eat some grains but that we i feed that to my kids yeah it's small it's local they're not it's not you know six thousand cows yeah you know it's like it's got it's got a life of its own i love that and um and then, you know, there's some decent sugars, right? I mean, you can you can still live in this world. It's just that, look at us. I mean, go to the fair. Go to the state fair. When we're talking about heart attack, diabetes, cancers are the major killers in our country, but nothing's said about it, then I think there's a glaring problem staring right in, right in our face, right? 60% of, and that's just adults, 60% of kids have autoimmune disease. Right. I mean. And that's I, not touching obesity or. Uh, oh. Yeah. ADD, ADHD yeah. in the country. Yeah, I mean, I I have this slide in my <clears throat> my presentation that I've done to, for for people. It's of the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics Children's Hospital that we wave to yeah. on Saturdays. Yeah, I mean, bless that place for having nurses and doctors there that are caring for those kids. Absolutely. Right? Like, I mean, it's I mean, it's a beautiful thing, right? Absolutely. That, that, that we're Saved that a that's lot there. Of lives. But why is it there? I, there's, it's not like it's all uh, broken arms and, um, you know, uh, super, you know. Right, accidents. This is a, uh, a building, a massive building for kids with cancer and 
genetic problems and 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 autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. That's what that hospital is for. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the statistics of what goes through there, but I'm going to guess that there's a lot of kids up there that have been uh, a victim of bad choices with food and and toxic a toxic environment. Yeah. So anyway. And- that's yeah, just seed for thought. I, it, yeah, I, I, I'm not thought, sure yeah. everybody would want to see that building and think of that. So I apologize if I just spoiled your Saturday first yeah. quarter wave. But at first I was like, oh, that's great. And I'm like, wow, look at that. Because I can't, you know, I went through that. Yeah. So just across the street right there is the, what is it, was it the third floor? That's where, where I got all my ca- my cancer treatments. Yeah. Like why are the ho- the hospitals are being overrun? Why? Not because of broken arms and car accidents. It's because we're sick, man. We're so sick. Sick. We're sick. And how do we go about? And nobody, everyone, like, there's, there. When you're sick, there's, okay, it, you got sick. Now it's, the whole industry is built on. <clears throat> what happens once you're sick? <clears throat> we're t- we're forgetting about the whole front Before end of the story. Sick. How do we get sick? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's genetic. It's just the way it is. It's a genetic. We have we can't control that. Those Bull, answers bullshit. aren't good What do you mean? Like, anyway, right. so, so it's about soil, right? Like farming. Okay. Right? So I go back from culinary school. I get to start doing the Wallace Farms thing. And we didn't farm right away. I, it was a friend of mine in southern Minnesota that was raising grass-fed beef. Okay. And my dad's like, hey, he needs help marketing his beef. Let's start a company. It's yeah. called Wallace Farms. And I'm like, all right. I think I came up with, like, let's call it Wallace Farms. Cool. Let's do that. <clears throat> Started selling his beef. And then I had a neighbor. I'm like, hey, I'll start selling your pork. And then we had a, a century family farm, not the one dad farmed in, by Strawberry Point, but in my 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 uh, mom, my grandma's dad's side, right? Yeah. So it's not the Wallace side, but the Neva side. Okay. This farm's been in our family since 1894. That's awesome. And it was like, great, 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 right? So... Dad's like, hey, we got 160 acre farm. Like, should we? We should just start raising our own grass fed beef and our friends. Like, let's just start raising more food. And I moved back from Colorado. I'm in Des Moines. I'm trying to do farmers markets with Wallace Farms. And I was like, I'm so tired of the city. I'm yeah. like, I, I'm, I was going to go live in a yurt by myself on the farm. <laughs> I love it. Like, I was literally just going to like live. I would have lived in a tent. Yeah. I was just going, I was just. You just wanted to be there. I just was like ready to be, be a hippie or something. I don't know. You know. Yeah. So, um, so I didn't quite go that far, but we, so then we started this little business called Wallace Farms and we blew it up to like over a million bucks. And then along the way, um, I built a snack stick company called Nick Sticks. So like a beef stick? Yeah, so a healthy snack stick, like so a healthy like a Slim Jim. good for you Slim Jim. Like 10 years ago, I started yeah. it when I was like, I think it was the first one with a no sugar snack stick. And now they're every, I mean, yeah. that market, I hit it, it has the exploded. Right time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we sold that business, uh, the majority of that five years ago. Okay. Like you'll find them in natural grocers. All right. Um, Hy-Vee. Hills. And what are they called again? Nick's Sticks. So you created that. Yeah. That's cool. My cool. sister-in-law had two minutes of wine to drink one night and came up Very with the name. Very cool. Yeah. Very good. This and college like, stuff oh, works. Isn't yeah. that wild? Well, it's the surrender experiment. Yep, yep, right? yep. That surrender. I was talking about. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, when you're saying, so uh, the alternative that you want to see is grass-fed beef. Now, does that take more room than traditional? Yeah, it takes, it takes longer. It takes more land. It, it takes... It takes, you know, all of the fun out of it if you're trying to be efficient and mass scale anything. And be a quadrillionaire. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and the, the corporations are, you know, I, I know a lot of guys who raise cows and calves, but they sell their calves, you know, at five or, you know, yeah. at, at wean weight. And yeah. then they go into the feedlot. And most times they don't see them after that. And there are some guys that finish cattle on grain and, and they're doing it in a small scale. I would much rather buy and eat that if i didn't have my own grass-fed beef i'd rather um i bet a lot of people listening to this have a friend or a grandpa or somebody that raises like home style beef oh, yeah. where they you know they just have five or whatever and they yep. and they finish them out and then they take them. that's way better i'm what i'm talking about is like mass scale thousands ahead coming through the grocery stores that you know are fa- you know like that is all none of that is small family yeah. nothing in hy fairway 
Trader Joe's, you know, that none of that is small family farms. It's all um, from meat market. It's just corporations that are moving, moving beef around and moving, you know, grains around and they're doing everything as cheap as they can and consistent as they can to bring you a consistent product at the lowest price. Like I it's it's apples and oranges. What I'm trying to do and and your mission. We moved into 99 counties. So Wallace Farms for, you know, for 20 years, we we plateaued at like a million bucks. Like I just, I, I wanted to keep moving. You say and that I, like that's not insane, Nick. A million dollars is insane to I, me. I wasn't, I, I wasn't putting any money in my, my retirement. Yeah. Like I was grinding out because I was trying to farm and market and go to Chicago. I, w- I went to Chicago every other week for like 17 years. Yeah. Even if you, you know. just think about the gas it costs to do that, that's oh, astronomical. And I'm do- now I got three kids. I'm dodging like, oh, soccer's here then. Yeah. And then you get people in Chicago and they're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I want to order, but I can't meet you on a Saturday morning. Right. You know, we would do these drop offs. And it was just like the writing was on the wall. When we sold snack sticks five years ago, I really wanted to put more fuel into Wallace Farms. And so I kind of did this food truck thing. I was trying to get creative, right? The entrepreneur was coming out. Yeah. But I'm like, man, things have changed. Like, it's really hard to get people's attention. People are, you know, uh, busier, you know, more Saturday stuff, school stuff. Saturday and Budgets Sunday are tighter. Stuff. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Like, oh, I can't afford food. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to roll through Starbucks. And, yep. and I'm going to, you know, me and my coffee. son grab something at Starbucks. I grabbed like a, you know, a latte thing and he grabbed a chiller thing and it was like 13 bucks. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I could have bought a pound of ground beef and a bottle of <laughs> organic <laughs> and marinara <laughs> and fed four or five people. Yeah. Like, so I went to five guys. It was fifty-seven I know that. bucks. Yeah, I don't even want to say that name I'm, on this podcast. I'm just like any of it, you know. Like, yeah. So insert name here. Expensive as hell. So not quality. People are like, oh, I can't. You know, I, I fairway's cheaper. Well, I don't know. Last time I looked, like fairway bacon's got to be like six, seven bucks. Ground beef, you know, mm-hmm. good ground beef. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking the big ten pound Tube. tubes. Yeah, you know, like you don't. I'm not even going to tell you where that comes. Yeah, from. yeah. Um, they're cold, cold cold cow dairy cows like <laughs> the ones that like barely get up right that's yeah and you want to we want to you know you want to eat that you want to eat something that's on its way out of this world yeah it's just energy right like what we're talking about is energy oh yeah you have money money in my pocket is not it's just paper well i have a couple silver coins here but <laughs> i like that uh it's just energy right so I have accumulated that energy and I'm going to give that energy to somebody else and in something in return that has energy in it. Absolutely. So when we're talking about food, um, you know, did the sun, you know, grow the plant in the healthy soil that the ruminant ate that turned it into meat and, and muscle and fat and, and energy. And are you going to put that in your body and your kid's body or your grandparents or whoever? And, then, then the cycle returns, and then you take that energy, and you feel good, and, and then you give money back to 99 counties, and 99 counties gives a lot of that money to the farmer because yeah. they need that money to, to you know, that energy to, to continue what they're doing, and then we give it to the processors. And the last time you checked, these local lockers, right, are just going out of business. Like, I mean, we got to – I mean, we take ours to Dyersville. Yeah, that's it, a haul. Oh, you know? <laughs> yeah, and and you know they're they're struggling because they're they're working a lot of hours and mm-hmm. it's a, a hard job, and there's not a lot of young people that are jumping Want into the industry. No, so I where are we going to be in twenty, thirty years? Right. With corporate, guess what? Big they can corporate do it facilities, and they're going to put a lot of uh, immigrants and people that that you know are not half, paying fair wages half, anyway. Have to take a, a that type of job. Right. And um, you know nobody. You know, they're it's not a fair game, right? right? Like, and I'm a I'm a free market entrepreneur. I I don't know if I use the word capitalist because crony capitalism is what we have. That's where corporations <laughs> and, debate about and that governments all day, get together and get to write the rules and pick the winners and losers, right? right? So, do, I, I believe in a free market system. Yeah. Like, let's just clear the all the shit. Votes, you want to eat, Nate? Yeah. And I want to feed you, and I got food. Like, yeah. I don't see how there needs to be many layers between you and I. I love that. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Get out of my way. Right. Like, I, I want to provide a, a, a healthy, clean product for you. And if we need to bring some third-party certifier in to say, all right, your plant where you're it's doing you this is clean is. and there's not mice running around, and you know, like, 
I, I will accept that. Beyond that, it's nobody's business how you and I trade energy for energy, food for money. I love right? that. So we gotta we gotta cut off as many of those layers as possible. Now, when <clears throat> we're talking, we're here in rural Iowa. That people would argue that the access to good, sustainable food is easier for places like that. What's your thoughts on that? When we're in a city, Cedar Falls, Waterloo, you know. Um, where can people have access to this and how do we make it available to everybody? You're talking 99 counties type food? Yeah, great, sustainable, uh, homegrown, locally sourced meats and um, veggies I, and fruits. I think that's – I think I had this vision three years ago that I was really mad. And it, it kind of started – I was driving up to a conference, uh, kind of a – it's called Acres Conference, uh, Acres USA, and it's a farming organic type conference. Okay. And I was driving up there into Minneapolis, and it was like early December. And there were, I didn't see one farmer or one animal outside. The whole trip. The whole trip. I maybe saw a couple cows, maybe. Um, and I'm like, man, this is this – is, and all the small towns, right, just like – boarded you know just like no life not right? much going yeah. on maybe right. a gas station i've yeah. seen them i've drove, yeah, yeah. drove right. around yeah. yeah and you're just like man just bedroom communities no life and nobody's talking nobody's on their porch you know kids aren't out riding bikes now it's december but you know and it's the same yeah. thing in the summer yeah. so i'm like uh going up i was i was just distraught and then coming back after i saw zach bush uh i went up there to meet him uh, Zach Bush is an amazing guy. He used to be a doctor who got out of that because he he had revelation after revelation about what was going on. So I went up there and I came back and I'm like, man, we we gotta we gotta get all these counties. Like there needs to be a farmer in every county. I think I saw a sign for a count for a county. I was entering this county and I'm like, I didn't even re I grew up most of my life in Iowa and I didn't know how many counties there were. So I couldn't. I didn't either. Not until and I so started phone you. I googled it and I'm like, <laughs> how many counties are in Iowa? And series like 99 counties i'm like holy shit the market i'm like that's a fucking great name for yeah. a company like oh, spoke to you yeah 99 counties that's it. there it is mm -hmm. i saw it in print it was there and um then i cool started goosebumps. then i started doing the the you know i'm driving and i'm writing down like all right what if i had one beef guy and one pork guy Farmer. You're saying farmers who one you can far source from. One, if I had, if I could turn on, if I could just go to a town hall and I could turn on one farmer in each county to do 50 beef, uh, you know, 100 hogs and 500 chickens, right? Which isn't a lot. Like I've done that. I've raised that. But it has to be done. Now, when we're talking about organic and all of that. And I don't care about organic. Okay. Chemical free. Like Gabe Brown said it best. So I, I, I want to give and him And I'm credit. not very familiar yeah. with this. So please yeah, elaborate. Yeah. So. Gabe Brown's a guy, and I'm going to give him credit. He's a farmer in North Dakota who's done, been on some of these cool documentaries. He said, I woke up one day, and he was a chemical farmer, and he woke up, and he just was, like, grinding it out. And just it didn't – his tuning fork was off by being a chemical farmer. And he woke up, and he said, I got tired of figuring out what I was going to kill that day with herbicide, pesticide, fungicide. And I just woke up and said, screw it. What can I, what can I help live today? What can I make better? How can, yeah. I, how can I grow – bugs and bees and butterflies right and so that's a very contrary stance to take in iowa absolutely because you lay down the herbicides in the spring when you plant or pre-emerge and then you have the insecticide now is in the seed right these triple stack GMOs, not so know. GMO, <laughs> genetically modified organisms, four, three or four companies control all the seeds that these farmers plant. And um, and farmers, friends of mine, like I'm not, the, the this is not. Uh, uh, you versus them. Me, yeah. This, <laughs> One team. They, they would admit, they're like, well, I buy my seed company, seed from this company and they have all these labs and they've grown these like magical freaking seeds that are like get, get better and better and more yields. <clears throat> but they're all based on technology and splicing in like CRISPR stuff that that's, that's adding a genetic from a plant or an animal into the corn to make it stand up taller, to make it grow better, to make it be tolerant to weather. And, and so, um, you know, farmers have, have, you know, lost, there used to be a hundred seed companies in Iowa. My dad talks, there were seed companies like independence doing all sorts of cool stuff all the time. And it's like, they're pushing, all gone. Pushing the boundaries, they're working against yeah. each other. Yeah. Just, you know, swallowed. Like, 
they're just yeah they either got it bought up or went out of business same with tractor manufacturers you know all of it right so it's just we just get consolidated back yeah and we're just getting pushed into a funnel you know we have fewer and fewer choices um i don't remember where i was going with that last part but um so um so i was asking about the the gmos and how that um how you guys can keep control of that kind of stuff yeah so so we're we farm organically my farm's organic but i don't certify my animals um i just want my animals to be uh antibiotic free hormone free raised not in confinement and fed grains that are not treated with uh gmos pesticides herbicides insecticides like anything with a cid at the end not for right you. that's killing stuff I don't want to. I want to go the other way. So I'm a biological farmer versus a chemical farmer. Okay. Right. And in Iowa, that's tough because traditionally we're chemical. It farming. started in the '60s. Okay. Yep. And man, my my grandpa like that first day when he's like, this guy said, "Hey, you spray this, and it'll kill your morning glory." Great. So that when you go to try to get the weeds out with your mechanic, you know, cultivation, yeah, you'd get wrapped up, you know, and you just cuss and piss, and you know, he just and so he's like, "Oh, spray this, it kills it," and he's like shit like i'm a better farmer yeah. i'm it's i'm not sweating and swearing and i make more money yeah i mean makes it easier sign me. me up yeah right yeah. and then the 70s and a little bit more and then like you know a little bit the, more like the capital like i would do too like yeah. come up with something that's even better yeah and then the 80s came and boy the 80s i mean that was when it changed it was Earl Butts was Reagan's guy, and I'm I'm a Reagan. I mean, Reagan's inspiring, right? But Reagan's guy, Earl Butts, kind of said, "We're gonna f- you're, we're gonna beat the Russians. We're gonna fence row to fence row plant, and you got to get bigger, get out." Like yeah. I think he said that in like a natural uh, yeah. national address, like so talking far- to farmers. Yeah, farmers. It's time then, to turn it up. We need yep. to create more. Yep. And then the farm crisis hits in the '80s, and a bunch of farmers lose their lose their life. Life, life, well, someone Lively lost hoods, their life yeah, too, yeah. right? I mean, took their life. Um, then the '90s hits, and that gets rid of the cog farmers because we had a virus problem and a and a, a collapse of the market for no reason. Yeah, right. You know, there's more. It's all control. More shit uh, <laughs> to talk than about. We know, right? Yeah. And then, um, and it was over. And then glyphosate Roundup hits in like. 95 96. so all those things along the way are just chipping away chipping yep. away at local small family farms chipping away yep yep and then you know uh you wake up today and it's like where'd they all go where'd they all go and um you know you go to iowa state football game or iowa and it's like corn growers association like far there oh i was still a huge farming community it is everything's farmed Right. Corn and soybeans. Everything here is fine. I'm not. Corn and I grow corn. <clears throat> I grow corn. I grow soybeans. I grow oats. I grow hybrid rye for seed and forage. I grow pasture. I grow hay. I grow cows. And before derecho, I grow grew laying hens for eggs and some hogs in a in a like inside outside. How many acres are we talking? Three hundred acres. Tiny. It's tiny by well, today's the guys standards. Well, that in a day and a half. I tell them. Uh, my they, grandma that's and like grandpa not even part-time 300 job. acres you know old school farmers that's what that's all you needed i mean yeah. 40 acres and a mule like that yeah. was all you needed epitome back in the day so um yeah man now it's like uh 2000 acres is you know what you really need right or more. right um and in, how's that sustainable and in, in benton county we have like 200 and some thousand acres, right? Most counties in Iowa are about the same size, a couple hundred thousand acres. I mean, of total tillable uh, yeah, land. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, there's 30, like 33 million acres in Iowa, I think, and 26 or 7 million are farmed. Okay. And I would say 25 million of that is corn and soybeans. Yeah. Um, so, in, it, my prediction is in 40 years, maybe my lifetime, maybe just after, um, in my county, Denton County, I would say there's only going to be about 20 farmers. The whole county? Probably. There's maybe 200 now. I don't know. But there, there'll probably only be 20. How do Maybe we, less. How do you even go about addressing that? I okay. You're trying. So, all right. So here's where we have to unpack 99 counties. Yeah. So I'm driving home and I'm doing the numbers. Yeah. 50 one farmer in each county, like how, I can do how this. hard is that? Yeah, it's ninety nine farmers yeah. for each species, right? For our whole state, for the whole state, 
it's like like one percent of the farm ground. One percent of the farm ground is two hundred fifty thousand acres. Yeah, you know how much food I can raise on two hundred fifty thousand acres right. with the coalition of Doing farmers. The way you... So I did all the paperwork and all the numbers, and I was like, "Holy shit, that can't be right!" And I got home and I did them again, and I did them like I just kept doing the numbers. Rechecking, rechecking. Like this is how is this not possible? We just need the story and the and the and the framework. Somebody put it together. Yeah, because what it came out to be is if I could get ten percent of Iowa. In within ninety nine counties and a movement, yeah, it was uh, almost two billion dollars. It's a two billion dollar company. Wow, that would be an IPO. Yeah, that'd be like for air, farmers, that'd small be like, local that'd be farmers. Like everyone knows Airbnb, Uber, right? Yep. Like you have this idea, Uber and Airbnb. I'm going to tell you, is not more than ten years old. Yeah, right? no, yeah, it's in our yeah. lifetimes. And easily. they went from a concept <clears throat> to nat, uh, publicly. Publicly traded. Traded, yep. And now it's like how many billions of dollars And everybody is knows about it. Exactly. Right? So I'm thinking, well, Airbnb doesn't own houses. Right. They're it, just infrastructure. They just <laughs> connected two communities. You yep. brought, brought up communities when I came in the door. They, they connected a community of people that had places to stay. Yep. Cool or not, that was up to the people to decide. Yep. And then people who wanted to stay there. Needed and they, to stay. All they did was just create the, the app and the platform in the middle. Yep. Uber? It's just, you know, like the same thing. Yeah. So I'm thinking, what if I could connect the farming community to the consumers? And I hate the word consumer and I use it all the time. Consume. Really? That's all we are. We're just, we're just consuming shit. We got enough shit. I'm tired of consuming shit. Yep. So, hell yeah. You know, conscious eater, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't have a better word. Customer, I guess. But so customers are a community. And farmers are community, and processors in the middle are community, and I'm just trying to have people shake hands, connect again, and be like, I want to know who my processor yeah. and my farmer are. Hell yeah! And you know, I got I go shop at Hy-Vee. I sh- I don't shop at Fairway much anymore because, you know, it's mostly like people go there to get meat and then other stuff. But, um, and I shop at Natural Grocers and Trader Joe's for. I mean, I don't grow rice or salt or olive yeah, oil. There's still things you need, but. I'm not trying to do that. I'm what I'm trying to say is why are we getting meat, milk and eggs, you know, starting with meat now? Why why are we going out to California anywhere. or anywhere to get that when we have Iowa has arguably the best soil in the world. Love I've it. been around the world here and there. I've been to Europe a couple three times. My dad's been more places. We talk about all the time. Iowa has some of the best soil, 3 feet deep. Yeah. And we're not we're not growing food, man. We're not growing food. Farmers don't. And again, I'm rough. I don't care. I'm ruffling feathers. Farmers don't grow food anymore. Yeah, some of the stuff goes into you know grains that feed confinement livestock. If the grocery store closed, a lot of most of the farmers in Iowa would starve. Which is a powerful statement, and I think that statement can be made to society as a whole. Grocery stores close. Nobody's eating. House of cards. Yeah. Well, pandemic. We saw COVID. It. We saw it. You couldn't get toilet paper. You, you go <laughs> to Costco, food. like two items. People are freaking. I, I did. I went from, I did three times the sales. During that three, time Oh, period? my God. I bet. I mean, I don't know if I You're slept. You're the hottest fucking Google search online, I bet. Oh, I went to Chicago every weekend with a full truck. Sometimes I'd go on Saturday, Friday deliver all day to all these people on like i'm talking like 56 grand in three hours wow. yeah i mean the line because <laughs> you had to pop people's trunk because everybody couldn't you know couldn't even hardly look at each other they thought we were all going to die yeah. from zombie virus right like <laughs> yeah. and you pop the trunk and some people are holding up their name in the window and like with their all their mat you know it's like crazy like yeah. and so what a time i mean it was like car after car it was just like it was crazy and then all of a sudden the Tyson's and the you know yeah, everybody like back out. caught up or whatever. Ha- I don't even. I, I would love to like see how all that moved or didn't move. Actually happened. And then yeah, and then it was like it was like all it was just all gone. And, and everybody like forgot. Back, back to normal. Back to normal. And I thought, man, you know those barges, those barges ever stopped? Because most oh, oh, here's another thing: grass-fed beef, right? Almost all of it is imported from Australia or Uruguay. And why is that cheaper? Uh, over to always about money. 
yeah. fo- consistent. They do a better job of. They've been raising grass-fed beef forever, so it's a, it's a, it's a good product. I yeah. mean, it's it's healthy. It's good for you, and it's a little bit cheaper, right? It's really cheap for the marketers, yeah, the retailers, yeah, right? But what but they're like, putting on the shelf, yeah. Is so a I don't even know cheaper. if you went and got got grass-fed beef at you know store. I would say ninety-nine counties. If you were a member and bought member, yeah, you a get bulk, a discount. You would, I think, you'd have cheaper ground beef from us and know exactly where it's coming from. I am trying to not be a boutique company here. I do not want to be a boutique, ritzy, fancy. When meat we're company. when we're saying that, you don't want to offer it outrageously priced for this supposed premium. You yeah. want to bring it to everybody. I do. So and, everybody and has great. Yeah, the food. stakes we have are more money, <clears throat> but you know, if you're on a budget then you're not eating steak. Right. Like we're talking right. ground beef, sausages, you know, the, the common food that I, I feed my kids all the time, yeah. right? Like food yep. that sustains you, Yeah. you know, so. And now how is it different? Um, the nutrient content, is that different as well? It is, yeah. So um, with that high carb diet, right? Yeah. So humans yep. eating Sugar, that. Sugar, the three you white know, devils. You just don't feel well. So imagine, you know, it's kind of what. I wouldn't equate humans to like, you know, if someone ate you, right? right. But, but <laughs> cattle, you know, aren't designed to eat that. So right. they're omega-6, you know, that it's stored in the fat, right? Okay. Toxins are stored in the fat. So if they have, if they're in a stressful environment, if they have antibiotic and, and hormones, right? Like, although, you know, they would say, oh, well, it doesn't have that. No. Well, you're, you're still carrying that through the meat, right? Right. And then you're... Your fat ratio of omega six to three, like those that profile, is omega six is way up, right? You need a balanced omega six to omega three, and when you have an animal that's eating its natural diet, the the conjugated linoleic acid is high. Like all, you can go to any, you know. There's a lot of guys that are on the on podcasts talking about you know new healthy nutrition Absolutely. guys that are talking about the the fat profiles. Absolutely. Right? And so you get a natural, uh, natural balance of protein and fat, and the fat has got all the nutrients in it. Don't drain the fat out of your ground beef. Like yeah. put, leave it in there. And there's a contrary new- to what was passed around. I mean, with the food pyramid and stuff when I oh, was growing up. God, that food. You pyramid. were supposed to not have real butter and not, you know, right. So you know what up. was on the bottom of that food pyramid? Yeah, all those grain. devils. <laughs> grain, right? <laughs> 27 Just, loaves of bread. Yeah, you got to eat a bunch of uh, grain. 12, and it's like, 12 pieces every oh, day. Oh, shit. That's yeah. killing us. No, and now and look who made the at. most money with yeah. that pyramid, yep. right? Yeah, look who invested into yeah. uh, the science behind that, that food pyramid. No. Well, they ditched it, right? Yep. And they, yep. they kind of apologized. Yeah. Like, yeah. oops, well, we kind of yeah. got it wrong. For like four decades. <laughs> yeah. And our kids in our school systems are still living off the pyramid like it's yeah. crazy yeah no so yeah. but uh now there's new i this is where i'm really trying to find the right lab because they're just starting to do it they're finding phytonutrients they're measuring phytonutrients not just like mega six and threes i mean we're talking like finite like yeah copper malignant like all those essential nutrients that you need right that you know you wouldn't are think. not processed or not in processed food it, it, it's not in processed and it's not, it's, you find it in the soil, right? Yeah. The soil comes through the plants into the animals, meat and milk and, you know, and it's that, still evident and it's there. And, and, the, and we're just starting to just tapping into it. That's why I'm really optimistic about the future. So when people see those results and now they can physically say, look, you know, you, we said all along it was better, but here's the data that says yeah. this stuff is better for you. Yeah. You're hoping that swings hearts and minds. This will blow your mind, too. So there's a company out on the East Coast. Dan Kittredge, I think, is his name. And again, this is he's they're just starting. Well, they've been at it for a while, but they're not. You know, it's like they're on 3.0 here. Yeah. They're trying to come up with a handheld device so they can go into the you can go into the store and you can scan three different carrots. Right. So you go to the store and you look at the carrots. The actual carrot. Yep. Not the barcode. No. The actual freaking carrot. Because that carrot is giving is is putting off a frequency, right? So you're you're tapping into the essence of that carrot and that frequency. And so they, they've run a bazillion carrots through their database. So they yep. know like all the different things that, so they can identify like here's what the number one being the worst and a thousand being the best carrot. So they've run that into the system and they have an algorithm, you know, yeah. the tech, tech world that I don't quite <laughs> get. They're smart people that love that stuff. Yep. And so the future will be probably through your phone, 
that you'll go up and you'll scan your food and it will give you a, a reading and say, this a is a super food carrot or this carrot sucks. Yeah. And you won't, will you care if the super carrot is $3 and the shitty carrot's a dollar? Because you're like, well, why would I spend a I mean, a dollar on a shitty carrot yeah. when I can spend $3 on a carrot that that does my body good. And I think this will even equate into like muscle testing. So that's a whole nother thing. But muscle testing is your body giving off a, a, a frequency so that that you will know, like, does this carrot help my energy or does this carrot deplete my energy? It'd be like a donut, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like a donut's going to deplete your energy, right. but you still might want to eat the donut. So be it. But at least you know. You know. You're in the know. This would tell you like, is this carrot going to, does it make my body stronger? And you, you imagine if it was like a red saying no or a green, yeah. like, a, like a color chart or a, 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 yeah. a one through a hundred. So you walk through the grocery store and you're like, yes, yes, no, no, no. Make it a freaking And your app. cart is just full of like <laughs> vibrant foods. Yeah. And, and. Maybe we don't even have to have all the grocery stores involved. Like yeah. maybe we could just go out to the farm and pick and, your you own. Know. So I'm not saying we're going to get rid of grocery stores, but I'm saying we have to change the game. Yeah. And then what happens is the person who's raising that shitty carrot, well, nobody, then nobody wants buys that them. shitty. Carrot. So then what do they have to do? Got to raise good carrots. They got to go figure out how am I raise? How can I raise the 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 super carrot? Yeah. And so then everybody's elevated, right? Oh yeah. <clears throat> then everybody can participate in in that world yeah and have so, access to on, good on quality, your phone awesome on food. your phone so we're using 99 counties is kind of going back in time right my dad talks about the 50s and 60s keystone iowa is where he grew up they had a movie theater they had a bustling cafe they had a bowling alley they had like grocery store i mean it was For like a, a tiny t- community tiny and yep. all of them had it right yep. so i'm saying Let's go back to where there's a lot of people on the land. They don't have to have 2,000 acres. They're growing food. They're trading. Maybe one, you know, maybe Susie makes the best sourdough bread ever. Absolutely. Right? And she wants to trade Joe who's doing like kombucha or some crazy like maple syrup concoction or whatever. Right? Like, and, and we just start this like. This I love build it. this community, community. And fabric of people that are that are like that that are artists and the, and and food's important and it's food's important and and it brings people back together and it's and it's healthy and it you know it brings us energy and, it and not just people communities we've lost we spoke a little bit before but we're both from small town communities and when the jobs leave when the farming leaves there's nothing to support those little communities yeah. anymore and they're falling apart and dying. Yeah, they just die on the vine. And this helps. This is a way to bring it back. It's going to yeah. take a long time, but and it doesn't have to just be about, you know, the farmers who would be in 99 counties that people you would support, you know, they need fencing supplies, they need right. tools, they you know, they need all those things. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I I buy from Amazon, but it's like look at all the Amazon uh, distribution centers now. Are we just going to have one distribution center that right. that supplies a hundred percent of all the stuff we have? And we've seen issues with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, it goes like that kids movie Wally. I don't know if you yep. ever saw. Yep, that. very familiar. With big that. and big and saving big or big and save or yeah. big and t- I don't even know what it, you know. It's like it's like that's that that like well, I don't want that no. to come true. No, no, but. We're on the pathway. I mean, Amazon. Jeez, how can they deliver a <laughs> how can they deliver a toothbrush in two days and not charge you shipping and make money? Like, yeah, you got to ask those tough questions. It's crazy. Yeah. So we're just living in a in a strange time. Yeah. But I think we're, I think we're awakening. I think so. And, and we don't need everybody. Like importance. I mentioned, that one percent, right? Like yeah. One percent can be two percent because you inspire. One percent's gonna, you know, the first one percent are always the hardest, to the get. oddball, yeah. you know, like the, you know, the whatever <laughs> the, the chargers, the the people that like to be like, hey man, I see this, and then the one percent always inspires the two percent, right? And then yeah. the two percent gets, gets four percent, and then four, and then once you get to ten or whatever the tipping point is. And then, then you become Airbnb and Uber, <laughs> and then and then, and then you you change the world. Yeah, right? hell yeah, change the world. Yep, yep. I love it. Um, the only other real thing I got for you is 
current challenge is getting people inspired. We've been doing things a long time the same way. You, you show them through the product. You brought me a whole stack of awesome stuff that I am so excited to try. And the people who have tried, especially the beef, man, the I would um, say ground the re- beef. Yeah, the retention on <clears throat> retention on our customers are is through, I mean, the, roof. through the roof. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, there's no reason not to. I mean, I would never sell something that I wouldn't feed just your own feed family. myself. Yeah, okay, we get a seal break or we get a whatever, you know, like a one-off. But guess what? I just like – comp you no you know like we have actually people that respond to emails and real humans real human customer (laughs) service team my sister does a lot of the customer service you know and we have uh there's 12 of us now so we're we're employing people and now and then the processing that we're we're paying for is uh, opening and and hiring more people so we're using a uh, for our chicken and turkeys, we use a place in Stacyville, which is north of here, maybe an hour, a little bit west. Uh, small town, but they revitalized this uh, poultry Backing. plant, that small one, you know, that opened. And they've got, I don't know, they got like 15 people in there. I was up there and they're, I mean, we did like almost half of their business or something because we oh, did like yeah. 20,000 birds through there this year. And now, now you I got a mountain that? of chicken that we need to, yeah, we need customers that want to try it. Yeah. And it's not the chicken that you would find that's Pumped you know cheap, water <laughs> cheap in the store like okay yeah our chicken breast if you're a member and buying bulk is like eight nine bucks or something but just try it compared to the six dollar chicken breast yeah. and yeah. i you know okay is that three dollars you know you want to spend it at starbucks or you want to spend it you know quality feeding food you and your family and your kids the flavor's better you know it just yeah. it's just a, it's apples and oranges and yeah. same with the ground beef and and all the you know like all the products and, you know, find the ones that fit for you. I mean, if I could just get a, if you run the math on say 10,000 people spending a hundred to $150 on a bag of meat, and that's not all your calories. Like if you want a two inch fricking prime steak (laughs) from fairway, like do it. But you know, there's a hundred dollars of meat that you, I guarantee you, you eat more than a hundred dollars of meat. You know, yeah. on a given on a given month. Yeah. So, why not just start with a core of meat from farmers that you know, and then if you need to buy specialty stuff that we can't provide or if it doesn't fit your thing, then go do that somewhere else. Absolutely. But, but we home deliver for free if you spend seventy five bucks. So oh, yeah. I, that's where I'm like, all right, I'll play Amazon's game. Like I want to yeah. get it to your yeah. home. Yeah. We're a hundred mile within Keystone. Because convenience, so that's now really ha- important. We have to be. Yeah. My friend Kate says uh, consciously convenient. Like we, I got three kids. I want things convenient. Yeah. I, I, I'm tired. I run out of time, and so, um, yeah. So we deliver to homes. Um, you can order when you want. You can be a member. You save like twenty percent off everything all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw mean, we're that. trying to like uh, we're trying Compete. to meet meet people where they want to be. Hell yeah. And but we're also trying to do things that are fair, and so we can you know we make some money in the middle doing the hard things yeah. like <laughs> working with the farmers and buying their animals and paying the processor and holding all the product at getting my farm. people to know about this oh marketing, marketing oh yeah. the well you know how sales yep. and marketing yeah. is i mean getting people's attention online i mean there's so many things to Damn scroll through it's tiktok facebook instagram <laughs> snapchat uh well you know reels now i mean it's like yeah it's so noisy yeah. it's a noisy world. noisy so um you know i don't know when this will air but we're we're gonna try to do a cedar falls waterloo like event Somewhere, and I don't, you know, maybe you can give me March a will be when this airs, the beginning of March. Okay. So, so yeah, it won't be before that. Like, okay. we're, we'll, we'll probably be into March, and April. And I'll share it, yeah. And we're going to try to invite three, 400 people, and maybe we get 200 to show up, 150, yeah. 200. I'll feed you. I'm going to inspire you. I'm going to tell you the story. I'm going to give you an experience. And then I'm going to just, my only ask is buy $100 a meat a month. Yeah. And it's going to deliver to your house for right free. Right to your door. And it'll be like 10 to 12 pounds of awesome meat. And yeah. then if you really like it, then you can spend 150 or yeah. you can and tell your mom about it or tell your yep. brother or no, tell word your of mouth neighbor. Is gonna, yeah. Um, you know that. Yeah, because this only is – I mean, I'm I'm putting out as much energy as, energy as I can into the universe to make this happen. And then – um, that's all I can do. Yeah. I can just wake up every day and, and try to like spread that. And have that passion. 
you're not in it to be a billionaire. I'm not you're short on passion. To uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, yeah. As long as I can pay my bills and take you know go see a couple th- cool things around <laughs> yeah. you know the country or the world at some point or you know take a little downtime. Like I don't, you know, that's happy, all. Man. I don't. I'm yeah. I've uh, when you almost die three times, you just it's just you just change, you just change your, your a better appreciation. Yeah, Hell it's yeah. and you know it's everyone needs their you know their aha moment. Absolutely. And a lot of people have multiples, but uh, usually it's a health scare. So, you know, when I was 20, I had the health scare. When I was five, I had a bicycle accident and actually I had the surgery. Dang. I had to repair uh, a blown blown out stomach that my handlebar hit, right? So that was my first near death yeah. when I was five. And then when I was 20, I had cancer. And then when I was 35, I had a snowmobile accident. I broke my neck. <laughs> so I had to get airlifted and almost, yeah. So you know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, Absolutely. I got. I mean, like, all right, I'm 45, and you know, tw- 20 more years of people maybe listening, and then you get to be old, and nobody gives a shit. <laughs> you know, so I got 20 years. Like, what am I doing? 20 good years. And Hell if, yeah. What am I doing? And if and if I don't see progress in farming, because the last 20, I've been. I mean, that's what I've spent my my professional c- career the last 20 years building this. Yeah. And we're still farming 26 million acres with corn and soybeans. Yeah. I haven't. I mean, I haven't made any progress. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. Like, I don't want to see that. Yeah. Every, yeah. I mean, most people reading, like, they know, like, small town Iowa, right? Like, but what is it? What is it? What is it going to become? Yeah. Where are we at? Where is it going? And it's like, oh, well, you can't, you know, you can't change farm. It's farming's not going to bring those small towns back. I, I think food will bring those small towns Hell back. Hell yeah. Like right? the artisan baker and the absolutely and people want people who care and people like people in Chicago, you know, they just dying to get out of the city. Yeah, I don't know. I think cities are like look <laughs> at the cities around. Like people are leaving cities, right? Yeah. Like who get wants to live in Seattle back. and Portland and New York? <laughs> like you got to get a taste of the land. Like yeah. we're not meant to be probably meant to be living in cities like we are. You know, oh, that's yeah. you know. It's not. I like the city. You can go in there and you know find dining and there's cultural and stuff. But but people are always like being drawn out to the soil and to the, the na- to the nature land. and you know you got to use that to fill up your cup. Hell yeah! And get quiet and yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, get back to the land. So that's before that's you're out of here though. Yeah, yeah. I've got this or that question, so I'll read them off to you, and you right. have to pick. Oh, God. Some of them might be tough, though. All right. One you, word answer here? Or yep, what? just one word. Okay. You choose whichever speaks to you. Right. There's no rhyme or reason. All right. All right, Nick. Special thanks to Nick Cool. If you haven't taken the time yet, you can get back in Season 1 and Season 2. I've got Nick on a couple, as well as 50 other amazing guests. So, Nick, thanks for the recommendation and Nick and having us sit down today. Nick Cool is a beautiful human Hell being. Hell yeah. Hell and, yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Nothing he, but amazing things to he is. say. He, you really need to seek out his uh, his services. Hell He's yeah. Really and good. there's actually huge news to come. Nick and I are partnering together, so I'll uh, announce that at a later time. But be prepared for uh, us working together and it'll be mutually beneficial as well as anybody who takes this course yeah so. nick um nick made me answer some questions about myself that i hadn't really asked and the tough it, ones yeah and it, i i'm i think i'm i'm a, I'm a way better person and and elevated because of it so, hell yeah yeah that's uh, strong to hear another yeah. uh nick yep. cool uh story yep Hell yeah. Yep. So without any further ado you ready to rock and roll i'm ready man so are you taking beef or are you taking pork Beef. You got to pick one. Early mornings or late nights? Late nights. Are you grilling the meat or are you smoking the meat? Oh, Traeger, you can do both, right? (laughs) Nah, I'm going to go smoke. I'm going to go smoke. Hot dogs or hamburgers? Mm, Oh, man, because the Chicago dog, like, is so good. But the smash, oh, (laughs) that's unfair. I'm going to go, I'm going to go hamburger. I'm a hamburger guy, too. Spring or summer? Mm, well, you couldn't have said fall? Nope. No harvest time. Spring. Town or country? Come on. Oh, that's easy. Country. So you should it'd be easy peasy. John Deere, international harvester. I, I don't really know. Trackers. As long as it starts. Okay. No. Um, I have both. Um, I'll go John Deere. Hell yeah. Harvest or planting? Harvest. And crops, livestock? What would you prefer to work with? Livestock. 
and your last one for today, Nick. No, I wouldn't want to. Like, <laughs> it's going to get muddy and like, I'm like, why am I out here feeding these fucking cows? <laughs> That's how you think. During but the it's day. like, if you took them away, like the light, like the light, the light dims. You know. I love that. I love that. So we got to have livestock. Hell yeah. I like that a yeah. lot. Legacy, your last one here today, before I let you get out of here, legacy, impact, or outcome? What's the most important thing to Nick Wallace in his time here? Oh, impact. Hell yeah. Fuck the legacy. I like, love that. I mean, somebody might see me in a history book and my family, <laughs> you know, like stumble on me. Like, oh, who is this Nick Wallace guy? Like five generations ago you know and maybe there's a video maybe not but no it's impact the potential what was the third one impact uh, or outcome eh, it's kind of the same you know got it uh, yeah passion impact we got it we gotta gotta bring it back man bring it back old I school love that hell yeah with the new school tech right like best I'm, of both worlds i mean right? i don't want to go shit in an outhouse <laughs> right <laughs> like either. i want to i want to yeah let's all just have a nice together comfortable house that's warm and and yeah. and yet we're outside in nature when we want to be in yeah the best that. of both that's all the time we got for today nick all i right, appreciate man. you sitting down and chatting with me pleasure i love what you're bringing to the table and well thanks for giving me the platform because yeah. we got to start talking hell yeah yep. start talking. talking community start it's all about that yep. hell yeah thank you nick cool man